Bobby and I are super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. I love the look and comfort of my new Oakley glasses. The lenses are like nothing I've ever experienced with their prism lens technology. These lenses protect my sun-sensitive blue eyes, but somehow also make colors even more vibrant and details even more clear. And let me tell you, Oakleys, they are popular in my household as both my sons argue over who gets to borrow my glasses. They both play outdoor sports and they know Oakley is the best for training. Plus, I think they want to look a little bit like Lamar Jackson, who is also sponsored by Oakley. Now, my personal favorite pair is from the HSTN collection. I've literally been wearing mine every day since I got them. So let me tell you what you should do. Head on over to oakley.com right now and get yourself a pair of glasses that will change your look for the better. But don't just trust me. Try them for yourself. Go to oakley.com for more information today. We all know who the best quarterback in the NFL is. It's two-time Super Bowl winning Patrick Mahomes. His resume speaks for itself. Yeah, and Sarah, all of that has analysts debating who will be the quarterback to knock him off his throne, and you get one guess as to who they think that quarterback could be. The only person who can take the throne from Patrick Mahomes is actually Lamar Jackson. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Tuesday, June 20th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. So now that mandatory minicamp is in the books, we're outlining which Ravens ended up on Jeff Zarebek's stock up and stock down lists. And there's a couple names that might surprise you. Plus, we're getting into Marlon Humphrey's head and what he's thinking when he's typing out some of his wild tweets. And I'm telling you, it's a hilarious ride. We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vaults, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So, Sarah, something that AFC North rival quarterback Joe Burrow said during his team's mandatory minicamp got an interesting discussion going within the football world. Yeah, so for background, Burrow was asked who he views as the best quarterback in the NFL, and he replied, quote, I don't think there's any argument right now. It's Patrick Mahomes. Until somebody has a better year than he's had, He's the one to knock off close quote. So, yeah, it's hard to argue with Burrow here that anybody is better than Mahomes. He has two Lombardi trophies. He has two Super Bowl MVP honors. He has a league MVP honor. And then he has five Pro Bowls. So that's not really an argument there who the best is. But what can be argued is which of the other 31 starting QBs can knock Mahomes off his throne. So the folks at Speak for Yourself, they had this debate. Now, there's LaShawn McCoy, who actually has played with Mahomes. He says nobody can dethrone Mahomes this season. But Emmanuel Acho, he thinks that the only guy that has a chance is Baltimore's own Lamar Jackson. The only person who can take the throne from Patrick Mahomes is actually Lamar Jackson. 
Mm. The only person who can do it in this season. Because to Shady's point, you need equity to do it. Even if Josh Allen were to come out and have the best season possible, he would only have one MVP, one finals, one Super Bowl MVP, and one Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson has already proven himself to be a unanimous league MVP, something that even Mahomes hasn't done. So at least with Lamar Jackson, there's some built-in equity there. 2019 unanimous MVP. So if he has a dream season, he would have two regular season MVPs, then a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. I get it. He would still be shy of Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP, even if Lamar has a dream season but at least an argument could be had well joy taylor she kind of took the middle road she also doesn't think that anybody will dethrone mahomes this year but to play along with the question she did agree that the only player who even has a chance is number eight nobody's dethroning patrick mahomes i mean shady already did the whole the resume but we love to discredit greatness Mm -hmm. so if someone was to you know, climb up next to him up there, and we would make some arguments in the off season, just like we did before this season with a certain Josh Allen. We're not going to be doing that anymore. I do think it would be Lamar Jackson. There's a few others that could touch the cloak. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow's in that space. Uh, Jalen Hurts is in that space. Yeah. Josh Allen's in that space because we've seen them at the highest level. Josh Allen obviously is incredibly talented, and we've already been having those conversations. But I also think those three would have to have just absurd seasons, something we've never seen in the history of the sport in order for him to be compared to Patrick Mahomes. And Sarah, just to be clear, I don't think they're saying only Lamar has a chance at having a better 2023 season than Mahomes, right? Like Lamar certainly can. He's certainly capable of doing so. But so too is Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers and a host of others. I think what they're saying is that Patrick Mahomes already has so much equity put into having the title of best NFL quarterback that it would take more than a single season to take that title fully away from him. And I tend to agree. Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. And it's an important distinction to make. I mean, nobody else has as good of a resume already than Lamar, of course, excluding Mahomes here. So in addition to being the only unanimous MVP that's obviously currently playing in the league, which Acho pointed out, Lamar also has the second best regular season winning percentage since he became a starter in 2018. Lamar is at 738, 73.8%, 73.8% of his games he has won during the season. Patrick Mahomes, he's at 79.7% during that same time span. So, yeah, Lamar's number two. Obviously, we all know the biggest knock on Lamar. Everybody reminds us every day of it. Uh, And it's that Lamar Jackson at this point lacks a ton of playoff wins. But to this panel's point, if Lamar were to have his dream season and win a Super Bowl, then of course that would mean that he would have racked up many postseason victories and then he would have put that narrative to bed. Now listen, right now, as we're talking in June, this is all a fun dream. Everyone knows that in June, all 32 teams think that they're going to win the Super Bowl. So it's just fun talk right now. But in Lamar's case, here's why it actually could happen. The organization has given him a new offensive coordinator and an upgraded wide receiver unit to try to push him and this team over the top. That is what we've all said that has been missing is that he's always playing Superman on his own but he needs more help on offense. He's got a good running core. He's got a good offensive line, but now he's got a new offensive coordinator 
and new wide receivers. So will guys like Todd Munkin, OBJ, Zay Flowers, will they help push Lamar and this team over the top? Hey, I say if Lamar and this offense can stay healthy, I believe the stage has been set for him to return to MVP form and lead this team for a deep push into the playoffs. And still to come here on The Vault with Minicamp now in the rearview mirror, we're going stock up, stock down, courtesy of Jeff Zarebik's latest piece in The Athletic. The Vault is sponsored by Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. And I know for me, I've been rocking the prism black polarized lenses this summer, and I'm loving them so far. Oakley's changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run? Do you golf? Maybe you train, or perhaps you just want to look like Lamar Action Jackson. If any of the above is true, you got to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self. Really, it's an expression of your personality. There's more than meets the eye. And here on The Vault, we're all about look good, feel good, perform good. And that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. And hey, since it's officially summer, you may want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. So go visit oakley.com to find yourself a pair today. Oakley offers prism lens technology, which is a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, Get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye, but don't just trust Sarah and I. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can confidently say that Oakley's not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. So head on over to oakley.com for more information today. All right, Bobby, as you mentioned, it's time for Stock Up, Stock Down, now that mandatory minicamp is in the books. Yeah, and as we have in the past, we'll turn to the Athletics' Jeff Zarebeck for his perspective in his latest piece, having thoroughly watched minicamp last week. So, players who earned a mention in his Stock Up category are as follows. Wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, offensive lineman Big Sala, running back Justice Hill, Fullback Ben Mason, offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, outside linebacker David Ajabo, and defensive back Ardarius Washington. Now, we've already discussed why Nelson specifically is at the top of this list in recent episodes, right? Like with no Rashad Bateman available right now and OBJ ramping up slowly, uh, the 30-year-old is taking advantage of his opportunity for more reps with Lamar. And that's well documented at this point. We're not going to get to every single name on this list, but I did want to point out a couple. And a name that I find to be intriguing that made it onto Jeff's list is Salah, the rookie tackle out of Oregon. Here's a snippet from what Jeff had to, to say. He wrote, quote, After the final practice of mandatory minicamp, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh said that Salah is in the mix for the starting left guard spot. That would have been much easier to dismiss as coach speak had the sixth round rookie out of Oregon not spent the week getting first team reps. Sala brings a physical and no nonsense style that appeals to the Ravens coaching staff. He also has solid athleticism for a 6'6", 322-pound guard. Sala won't enter training camp as the favorite to start at left guard, 
but he showed enough promise over the past month to at least be in the conversation, end quote. Yeah, and Bobby, for him to even be in the conversation, which I don't think any of us saw when he was drafted, because most scouting reports, they had him labeled as a developmental tackle. So, yeah, this is this is significant that he's even in the conversation. But who else stood out to you on this stock-up list? Well, I know we briefly talked about this guy off the air, and so we're in agreement, and that's third-year safety, Ardarius Washington. We're talking about a former undrafted guy out of TCU who has fluctuated back and forth between the practice squad and 53-man roster over the years, but I like his game. I like his, his professionalism. And Sarah, he saved the Ravens in the depth department on a number of occasions over the last couple of years. So here's more from what Jeff had to say. Quote, with several of the young DBs dealing with injuries, Washington is getting a long look and the coaching staff has to be reasonably pleased with what they've seen. Washington, who had a solid career as a safety at TCU, but went undrafted because of concerns about his size. He's listed at 5'8", 176 pounds. Uh, he seemingly has a knack for being around the football. He profiles as a nickel cornerback, and that's an area where the Ravens have a need. He'll have to remain healthy this summer, which has been a struggle, but his roster chances shouldn't be dismissed, end quote. Now, Let's move on to the stock down category, Sarah. And, and this list features names like Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Ben Cleveland, J.K. Dobbins, Tyler Huntley, James Prochet, and Josh Ross. And Bobby, I mean, a lot of these with context, we know why they landed on it on the list. It may not be because of play or because of what's happening around them, but knowing how much of a struggle it was for Ben Cleveland last summer his name pops out to me. And as it should, uh, I feel like in a lot of people's minds, you know, starting left guard duties was his job to lose last summer. And that's exactly what happened. He failed his conditioning test, didn't come in and shape to camp, right? And ultimately lost the gig to Ben Powers. Here's part of what Jeff had to say on Cleveland. Quote, over the final few weeks of workouts, John Simpson, Sala and Daniel Falele all have gotten opportunities to state their case. Again, we're talking about left guard right now. Cleveland, meanwhile, has been moved around. Is Harbaugh trying to make sure that Cleveland, who's struggled to both get and stay on the practice field, remains motivated? Or are the Ravens at the point where they are trying to determine whether Cleveland might be able to help them elsewhere? Neither scenario necessarily bodes well for the 2021 third round pick. And he needs to report to training camp next month, ready to make a statement, end quote. All right. So, Bobby, let's move over to quarterback here. How did Snoop find himself on the stuck down department? Yeah. So based on Jeff's and other beat reporters observations, Huntley struggled a bit with consistency and ball security throughout much of minicamp last week. And let's not forget, Sarah, we covered this. You know, the Ravens brought back Josh Johnson this offseason. So, there's absolutely going to be a competition for Lamar's primary backup role this season. And here's what Jeff had to add context-wise. He wrote, quote, It's no secret that Baltimore wanted to upgrade at backup quarterback this offseason. It also is notable that Huntley's on the books for $2.6 If the Ravens aren't sold on Huntley as a clear upgrade over Johnson, the cap savings they'd get from moving on from Jackson's backup the past two years could be attractive. Either way, Huntley, who started nine games for the Ravens over the past two seasons, will have plenty on the line later this summer, end quote. And remember, what Jeff was referring to with the potential upgrades that they looked into, we 
did an episode on this, I remember, was Baker Mayfield. The Ravens reportedly looked hard at Baker Mayfield before he ended up elsewhere. So that's just something to look out for. Perhaps we'll have another position battle, Sarah, aside from left guard to look into and watch closely in the next month or so. So, Sarah, we know this. Marlon Humphrey has many, many sides to him, as we've learned on Twitter over the years. And one day he's giving an inspired message to his teammates about the effort and work required and committed to win the Super Bowl. And the next day he's shooting off a head-scratching tweet, which we've all grown accustomed to. (laughs) Which I kind of love them. I I just love how random they are, and I always get a kick out of them. And, you know, we have... You know, covered several of them here, but what we haven't always known is what's going on in Marlon's head, right? What's going on in his head while he's typing some of these wild, wild takes for the world to hear. So while he was on the Rich Eisen show and Rich is on vacation, he had, you know, guest host. So he's over there and they start asking him, what is the background to tweets like, uh, you know, who would win a gorilla or 100 humans? OK, or how about the tweet when he said that he could see Aaron Rodgers dropping football to become an astronaut? So it's such random thoughts. Now, my personal favorite was this from last month. Uh, was today yeah. year old bad. when I found out yeah. the Titanic was real? <laughs> Wait, what? That's what I, like, I really want to break this so, down. Because I, this, is, this is how this came. How does this come about? So, like, this might have seemed random. Yeah. I was on Instagram. Okay. And Golden, the... the auction member, company. Auction yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. tweets... <laughs> Um, I think he maybe had a Netflix thing. Okay. And he was going through a couple things that were maybe on the show. And it was a, he said, Kate Winslet dress from the Titanic. And then I was like, wait, what do you mean the the dress or like the replica of, I'm not even exactly sure, but I was like, <laughs> was the Titanic real? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, I thought it was a, it was a movie. Right. But then they're like, no, like it was a, it was based on a true story. Right. It was a not a like fake true story. It was a real true story. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this from our old pal Calais Campbell. The NFL's official Twitter account recently asked its audience the following question. The game's on the line. What is most likely to happen? And there were a few options that they provided. One. Patrick Mahomes completes a fourth and 30. Two, Justin Tucker drills a 65-yard field goal. Should be 66, by the way. But the (laughs) the NFL account put out 65. Wasn't it 66 in Detroit, Sarah? Am I losing my mind? It was, but they're just saying what's more likely in these scenarios that they're making up, I think. Okay. Well, I'll continue. 66, how dare (laughs) they? Uh, Three, Nick Bosa gets a strip sack fumble for a touchdown. Four, Justin Jefferson catches a one-hander for a touchdown. Or five, Aaron Rodgers completes a Hail Mary. And Calais chimes in with the following quote tweet. This one is easy. Justin Tucker all day and twice on Monday Night Football. He may be a Falcon, Sarah, at this point, but he is still a Raven in a lot of people's minds. In other news, Dalvin Cook, who of course is a free agent after his recent release from the Minnesota Vikings earlier this month, he has an interest in teaming up with DeAndre Hopkins for his next team. That next team 
remains to be seen. We know that D-Hop had visits last week in Tennessee and New England. And finally, I know this tweet from Captain Defense, one of the greatest Ravens fans out there, one of the most diehard fans in this fan base. This brightened both of our Mondays earlier this week for sure. Uh, He wrote the following to us and tagged us on Twitter with a congratulations on episode 300. You guys start my daily routine and he listed it all out. One, morning stretching. Two, the vault. I cannot believe we're not in front of morning stretching, but it's okay, Captain. Or combined. Uh, three, yeah, exactly. Three, morning meditation. Four, off to the gym. I like my information early. The show has grown, and so have you two. My go-to for Ravens information, Captain Defense. I thought that was awesome and, and certainly did not go unnoticed. Appreciate you, Captain D. And thank you to everyone for listening to The Morning Vault. We create our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you know, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, You'll help us keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons this month, Lisa and Bryant Mason. We appreciate you both for continuing to believe in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today. But we'll be back on Wednesday with the Ravens news you need to know. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.